a couple weeks ago, I published a video talking about how and why the atmosphere surrounding queer pride is highly problematic, <laughs> to say the least. And so in today's conversation, I wanted to elaborate on that idea by providing you with a real world example, which includes my personal experience interacting with a well-known queer thought leader. So earlier this summer, I went to an event called the Equity Symposium because this presentation was being given by one of the most influential and well-known queer slash trans people in the entire industry, like millions of followers, international tours, books, media appearances, and so on. And as far as I can tell, the general public consensus about this person, whose name is Alok, is that they're on the leading edge of the queer movement. Or at least that's how they're being marketed and that's how they are being received by kind of like the mainstream people. And so it's kind of like people are saying, you know, this person's next level, they're a thought leader, they're highly evolved, etc. And so for me, I was expecting to hear about compassion and love and peace. And I thought that this was going to be a unifying experience where queer people were coming together to like do their healing work. But... That's not what happened. That's not what I experienced. Um, if basically it was like the opposite of that. Um, but just to be clear, the point of today's conversation is not Eloke. Uh, in fact, like I was heavily considering keeping their name anonymous because I didn't want them to become a distraction. But ultimately, I just left it in because I think it provides like valuable context. And so before I give you my thoughts about the event, I just have to preface everything by saying, like, okay, I really, I don't have a problem with this person. I don't know them. I don't follow their work. But the reason that I'm making a post about this is because after going through all this and reflecting on it, I feel like it's like the ultimate representation of everything that I feel to be wrong with the current queer atmosphere. Kind of like this event is a microcosm that we can use in order to reflect on our collective situation. So I think the bottom line is that I found this situation to be incredibly disrespectful towards our cis hetero community and harmful towards our own sense of well-being. And I felt like it was arrogant and combative and distracting and superficial, divisive. And worst of all, I felt like it was preventing us from doing our healing work. And it was breaking my heart to see how well received this person was. But just to be clear, even though I'm speaking intensely and directly about my interpretation of the event, really, the point here is not the criticism, right? And instead, I'm just trying to highlight opportunities for growth that we're currently faced with. And I think that if we can look at those opportunities, like we've got this space where we can just reimagine who we are as a community and we can start acknowledging our own shortcomings and doing that in a way where we can like identify an appropriate path forward and ultimately we're able to like let go of everything that is standing in the way of our own healing and so like for right now i think that some of the main things that, that are standing in our way of that process is things like our loyalty to the superficial self you know, our unwillingness to do the deeper work, 
our addiction to divisiveness. Like, I'm so sick of this us versus them, in-group, out-group, like, I'm the victim, you're the perpetrator. I mean, literally, like, this entire presentation that Alok gave from start to finish was predicated on the assumption that cis-hetero people are the problem. And for some reason, like, nobody batted an eye at that. <laughs> because, like, that is not the problem, you know? It's like, we could say ideology is the problem, separation is the problem, ignorance is the problem, but cis-hetero people are not the problem. And when we consider both parties, both pro-queer and anti-queer, if we could say something like that, what we would observe is two groups who are vehemently opposed to one another, but secretly, they're united by their obsession with separation. I'm right, you're wrong, you know, it's all your fault, and I'm going to attack you because you're a threat to me. It's like, it's just the same narrative on both ends of the spectrum. So dumb. So just to be real, I find it incredibly ironic that our community is claiming to be any different than the opposition. I mean, really, like, what is it that makes queer people inherently better than anyone else? Like, why do we assume that the queer way of life is correct? Even if we don't say those things out loud, it's kind of implied in our messaging. <laughs> because, you know, if I were to use this routine that Alok gave as insight into mainstream queer ideology, which I think that it is, apparently queer people are the superior race. And it's crazy because all Alok is doing is regurgitating our own collective thoughts back to us. I mean, that's why they're so popular, right? It's like, they're just saying the things that we want to hear. And so I think that that's probably like why I care so deeply about this topic because like I've spent so much of my life in that space. And like over time, I had to learn over and over again, like through very hard lessons that ideology, fear, divisiveness, control, self-centeredness, like none of these qualities are in service to healing. And reflecting back, I think it's safe to say that my evolution didn't begin until the moment that I wanted healing more than I wanted to be right. And when it comes to the mainstream situation, and we consider how queer people of influence are actually just a reflection of who we are as a community, I think it's appropriate to say, it's time for change. Like, it's time to do things differently. It's time to evolve. And not evolve in the sense that now we're pushing back against the status quo and like we're using this model, you know, all you mainstream queer people are ignorant and now we're the ones who know better because yeah, that would just be another divisive perspective and that's not the solution that we're looking for. So instead, what I'm talking about here is evolution in the sense that we're moving in a unified healing direction. We are returning to balance, embodying our inherent okayness and waking up out of the dream of separation. And can we please make it a thing where it's like in the future, when we have community gatherings and we have this sacred space to share together, can we please commit to using this time together consciously and intentionally to advocate for peace, unity, and compassion and to show up and to actually do the healing work? Because at the end of the day, healing is in our hands. This is our work to do. And the world isn't going to change until we do. All right, my friend. So I've got, see you in the next one.